it is but, interesting. But like Ben Platt, it's not like we yeah. shamed her because her mother right. was Judy Garland. Right. Well, I do think, yeah, Ben Platt's like this gener, like he is like a modern generation. Like, I think if Liza Minnelli was the same age, do you as think he ben is Platt the right Liza now, Minnelli of yeah, this yeah. generation? Ben Platt is Liza Minnelli. If if Liza Minnelli during Cabaret had been had had social media, like what would have happened? Yeah, like, people yeah. Ride no, I agree. Right. right. Hello, and welcome to episode 90 of Theater Nerds. I'm your host, Rachel Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. Theater Nerds is a podcast about our obsessions with theater, where we will explore all aspects of theater, musicals, and everything in between. This podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, or if you've only seen your Halloween's production of Dear Evan Hansen Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us. Gotta get those casts on for the Halloween pictures. Where's In my Sharpie? <laughs> yep, Connor. In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right. And you can do something so wonderful for us that is free for you. And it's really <laughs> awesome. And that is leaving right. us a star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Contrary to popular belief, it is free for you to do that. So. <laughs> That's right. To find out more about the Theater Nerd Cult, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and threads at Theater Nerd Pod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. In today's episode, we're discussing Nepo Babies. Speaking of babies. Yeah. Speaking of babies, well, all right, Rachel, let's uh, start this episode. Here we are. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, pre-Halloween, day before Halloween. Halloween Eve. Halloween Eve, yeah. That's right. This is the, and in case you were wondering, this is the perfect day, night, time to watch A Nightmare Before Christmas. I I know that you think that that's I thought you were just going to stop there. It's the perfect day. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, what's that line in the congeniality that's November or whatever? I don't know. Oh, yeah, where it's like the perfect time to date to put your clothes. Yeah, according to Rachel, this is the perfect day. (laughs) Well, it's the perfect day specifically to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas. I want to just name that. So, yeah, everyone should do that. Name it and claim it. Name it and claim it. (laughs) Yeah, our next podcast. That we're gonna start. <laughs> yeah, coming to you in 2024. <laughs> um, yeah, so today we're talking about Nepo babies and speaking of babies in this intro and maybe in the character, who knows? Um, who's to say? Yeah, who's to say? You may hear a little baby sound because that's right, I'm double dadding today and I'm daddy of the podcast listeners, the theater nerd cult, <laughs> and I'm daddy to my son holding him while I'm recording. <laughs> Yes, yes. So this is right. Lots of dadding today. So much dadding. So much dadding. I'm dadding out. (laughs) You're dadding out, and I'm always a cat mom, so a cat aunt over here. We have lots to discuss today. Very fun things. But first, of course, our appetizer. Appetizer. 
Yeah. Our appetizer uh, this week. Loaded French fries is what Ooh, we're having. Ooh, yummy. Yeah. yeah. I love some fries. Okay, that reminds me. Remember when we would go to Yes. Uh where did we go? <laughs> I know exactly what you're thinking, but my brain is not working because I'm also holding a baby. Ooh, I love that place. This is the core. Um <laughs> I do not remember. <laughs> we went there every after every opening of a show and the last and the last and the last a night of a show almost or the last saturday night of a show mostly and um yeah and they had a street something no no it's like a grill i just want to say shindigs but i know that's not right because my brain is on cake oh well anyway but this place had amazing fries yeah whatever we're talking about not a sponsor <laughs> but um, that place we can't remember the name of. Yeah, I used to get cheese fries and these Oreo, like giant Oreos cookie sandwiches. Wow, that's and they were amazing. amazing. They were so and good. Uh, we'll have to find a photo of us at this place that we can't remember the name. Oh of. yeah, there's definitely a photo. Because there's definitely some on yeah. Facebook for sure. But of course, Instagram. we are talking about our current weekly Broadway theater news segment. What's the buzz? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. 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 Let's start with this fun casting news. This is exciting. Very this exciting. Crazy. I will say my my um, predictions completely wrong sad i'm sad about it it is wrong yeah we've been yeah. talking about that for really like really really months. wanted thought leah michelle was gonna be i mean i guess this. it can still happen but but not a sally Bowles. but right. anyway this week we finally got the long-awaited didn't you predict her as as the mc no, I said she was no, going to be well, Sally Bowles, and you said you she was going to be the MC. MC. She's not going to be the MC. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, okay, okay, so uh, transferring to Broadway from the West End, Eddie Red- Redmayne will reprise his role in Cabaret, and so will okay. Gail Rankin as Sally, mm. Sally Bowles. Well, I cannot say Sally. Sally Bowles. Um, I'm very excited about this. I will say yeah. that the pre-sale happened this week, and the internet basically broke. And we once again are having these questions about, is it right to have to pay $500 for a Broadway ticket? Right. Um, and just how crazy it is. But I am so glad that we finally got the real announcement, not just the rumor um, about this casting. So, yeah, but Eddie Redmayne specifically. I mean, people are saying his performance was like transcendent. Yes. And yes. I'm excited. I mean, is he in the running for the Tony now? Like he's... Like, is he gonna win this Tony? Like versus Jonathan Groff? Yeah. I mean, that's lead right there. I mean and then, and then Josh Gad and Angel Reynolds as a joint Tony? I don't know. <laughs> I think we should half Tony. As we, we should said just before, start handing Tony's out. Right. Well, as we've said before, I think we should just give Josh Gad and Angel Reynolds the special Tony. The like honorary the Tony. Yeah, yes, like the Matilda. Yeah. We're yeah, saying the they're the new Matildas on Broadway. <laughs> yeah. I just hit the microphone. Sorry. Yeah, they are the new Matilda's on Broadway. That's I mean, right. bringing magic every night. Eating dreams is what they say. Is that what they say? <laughs> Eating <Yeah>. dreams. <laughs> so good. Gutenberg. Go see it. Not amazing. A yeah. All right. Um, six. Tell, the yeah. 
tour, the cast for the tour are going to move to Broadway. I believe that's the announcement. Is that correct? Yes. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. So six uh, in December, the people from the tour. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah, the six, the yeah, six from the Aragon queen. tour. Sorry, I had yeah. to read which tour it was from Aragon, the Aragon National yeah. tour. They're coming. All six of them are coming to Broadway to be the mm. new queens on Broadway. That's yeah. wild. That is wild. That's honestly though very smart. Yeah. Because you already have a group, a cohesive group. Also, wow, like now they get to be on Broadway. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. And then if they do, if the tour has ended, um, they can either decide if they're doing another kind of tour and they can recast that way yeah. um so i think it's pretty it's pretty smart and i think very so for them. and it's happened before a lot with like wicked a lot of touring people come to go and end up going to broadway um so i think if the show's still running and sixes do it does pretty well good pretty and i think it's also i mean it's a it's a it's an incredible show it's a great show um but b it's like pretty cheap to produce so i think that's another and there's not that many cast members and i think it's going to be running for a while so i agree i think this will be i think it's a long running show yeah for sure for sure sure. and it's a good one to come like you can you can i feel like there are some like there are some inappropriate stuff but you could you could take some kids to six i feel like yeah well they and they they don't use any of the bad words in the U S version um, on stage. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think that that helps. I also think uh, it can be a different experience because it's very concert esque. Right. Every time that you go each casting, that's different. It's, it can be very different. Right. Exciting to see. And it's only 85 minutes, 90 minutes. Right. I think it's one act. Yeah. Yeah. No intermission. It is one act. So good. So good. Yeah. So, this is wild. Oh. Our next bit of buzz, Hunger Games, the play, is going to premiere on the West End. If only Jennifer Lawrence was going to be in it. In the in fall of 2024. Yeah. Yes. Crazy. This is so wild. They're really just trying to capitalize on the capital. This is really- capitalizing on the capital. Here's right. two two things quickly about this. Um, one very interesting that we are still having a Hunger Games prequel movie coming out, and then this will happen around the same right. time. That was very interesting to me. Um, and well, two, this is this... called 2024, right? The movie's coming out this year. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, is it this year in 23? Yeah, it's like in a month. It's like in less than a month. Oh, well, still, I feel like yeah. that's not a. I mean, that that's still capitalizing on the same kind of experience and then i would say the other thing is this reminds me a lot about harry potter um right. i will say what's different here what's different here is that this is i think the first book i don't really know anything about it but i think it's right. the first book that's adapt being adapted as a play versus the harry potter and the cursed child is a post is what is it um epilogue type play right. written as a play right. with the materials with in in cahoots with jk rowling um and this maybe is taking the direct source material of the hunger Games. so i find that very interesting i once I again mean, say like we're capitalizing on on the people who love and know the show and nostalgia is like you and i are the main people right. and now we have right. jobs and we maybe have money to go 
and see this. What right. I find interesting and is fly that to the West End and go see in it. London. That's what I find very interesting yeah. about this that it's opening in London. Yeah, first. Hunger Games does feel like more of an American series than a That's British what I series. Would say. Yes. But maybe they're just trying. Maybe this is their Broadway tryout in England. This is their their yeah. off Broadway run. Um, yeah. I do want to. Well, our next playback, which is Peter and the Starcatcher, that's based on a book and yes. is a play. No, so, of course I'm not saying that. That's I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just or like no, unusual. no. I thought you were saying it was like the first play. No, to, what I'm saying oh, is like it's very similar to like the Harry Potter, like the Harry Potter thing, and I'm comparing it, but also making the distinction that I think it's directly from the source material that was the original story versus the Harry Potter and the Cursed Child was right. a was a source material was taking the original seven books as the source material making an epilogue written as a play and then adapting that four act show mm-hmm. onto the stage as also a play and True. this is taking the book of maybe the first book, the actual first book, and moving that to be a play without it having been written as a play before it's being transferred. Does that make sense? Yeah. I have a friend that is going to see Cursed Child on Broadway, and I was like, well, you know, it used to be two parts. And they were like, what? And they were like, it's, yes, two, my it's whole like day. And I kept telling them that, like, it was two separate shows, and they were like, but this is one show. I was like, yeah, it's one show. And they were like, wait, is it still two shows? Like, do I need to get more tickets? And I was like, no, like one <laughs> no, show not anymore. on Broadway. And they were in, like, in so the US. And also like concerned. And I was like, you're fine. And <laughs> it's going to be okay. I was like, just, they shortened it. And she was like, I don't understand. And I was like, yeah. Okay, need, well. None of us understand. Yeah. It's all right. So, um, and then I, she was like, two days, like a full day. That sounds horrible. And I was like, yeah. Well, yeah. And you're like, uh huh. I don't know. It was good, it was actually. Amazing. I really enjoyed the four. Oh yeah, acts. I think it's great. I did it twice, so I did it. I, I liked I it enough to do it, do it twice. I'm yeah. just gonna have to find income now. So yeah, I'm gonna fly to England and see Hunger Games, and then also see Harry Potter. Yes, yes, that's right. Okay, do you want to do this next bit of yeah. news? Yes, this next bit of news is a little bit sad. Gaten Matarazzo will play his final performance on November 5th, which is so soon. It's like in I a know. week, basically. I know, yeah. I know. It's so wild. That is very um, wild. But I wonder yeah. if he's going to film Stranger Things. So there's that. I find it interesting that. because we had just announced last week that um, – Josh Groban and Annalie Ashford are going to play their final performance right. together in January. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if, I wonder, I wonder if Gaten is going to be, we're going to see him in a casting announcement for another show. True. True. Like a show we might announce later. Well, um, Max Falanisen is going to be playing Billy Flynn and Max Clayton are, is also going to be joining Chicago as Fred Castley. Um, are they both joining on November 6th or just? Max I think Clayton? in November, both in November. Yeah. I, I couldn't find Max Clayton's November yeah. date. But Someday yeah. in November, but that's exciting. The continual role of Chicago actors mm-hmm. continues. So. Yeah. Here we come with more Chicago mm-hmm. people. That's right. Um, um, why don't you do this one since you've seen the show? So yeah, the next one is very interesting. I I find it weird that we have to make announcements about some of these things nowadays, but I get it also because if I were buying tickets for something, I would want to know. Um, but uh, Victoria Clark from Kimberly Akimbo, the 
I would say she's the main actress of the show. She is Kimberly Akimbo. I mean, she's the title Kimberly Lavaco herself. Right. Yeah. Right. And Tony um, Winner. Tony Winner. And she will now have an abbreviated schedule, um, performance schedule for the next foreseeable time. Mm. So um, I didn't look, but I think that she's she's only playing four times a week. Mm-hmm. I'll double check. Um, also, did you see just in accordance with this too, that a beautiful noise, your favorite musical on Broadway currently. Yeah. Um, changed their 7.30 time to 7 p.m. and and their 8 p.m. to 7 p.m. And, so, and, and the caption was, we're listening to you or something like that. That's so funny. But you know what? They are doing, like they're doing the things where I said, right? Like if you really are, going to try to make a musical work with the audience that you're working with you have to be able to Mm -hmm. adapt to why they're not buying tickets you need to understand why and then see if you can adapt to it instead of just being like we're going to close the show now true so yeah no i didn't see that but that's funny yeah um two shows are going to be opening in 2024 in the spring on broadway the who's tommy is coming back to broadway uh, in March. This is why Shucked closed, in case you're wondering. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And then Our Town will return to Broadway, directed by Kenny Leon. Um, so those are two shows that we're excited about. I don't think I've, Our Town is like like one of the most famous plays, I feel like, ever. And I don't think I've ever seen it. So I've never to... seen it, actually, either. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really like excited. Ubiquitous. Like everyone's like, Our Town, we're doing Our Town. Yeah. And you're like, cool. Guess I'll yeah. see it someday. No, I I haven't I I haven't seen it, but I'm really excited for the Who's Tommy, even though I'm sad. Shucked close is closing. Um, the Who's Tommy I saw when it was at the Kennedy Center. Yes. Do you think and... this is the Kennedy Center production that's going? Not like the cast. I mean, like the the like production. Similar, like maybe. I love. It, I, mean. I loved yeah. that so much. Um, I'm really hoping we see some people who were potentially from the Kennedy Center production in right. this. Which like um, Casey Cott, Casey Cott, Casey Cott was in it, yeah. Uh, but also um, he played Plankton. oh Wesley Taylor. Le- yeah, Wesley Taylor. Thank you. Um, I really name. hope that he's yeah he comes in. Yeah, but we'll see. I'm I'm I think this is a show that if done really well can be so good. And mm-hmm. as a jukebox type musical is actually a really great right. show. Um, casting for the Notebook musical was announced. Let me. I think really just for our for our Noah and Allies. Yes, which was amazing. Some of this casting is amazing. Um, one in particular, I want to shout out. Once you read the casting. Yeah, Joy Woods, Ryan Vasquez, John Cardoza, Jordan Tyson, and more have been announced as Allie and Noah in The Notebook musical. Yes, and Joy Woods was, I think a few weeks ago we were talking about uh, Little Shop of Horrors, and um, yeah. Joy Woods was the one of the narrators when I was saw it off-Broadway in 2019. She amazing. was amazing. They eventually cast her as um, Audrey Audrey 
and she's mm-hmm. just been so amazing. I'm very excited to see her originate a role on on Broadway. I think that that will be so exciting for her. Um, and she's just super stunning. And this cast looks like it's going to, or I mean, the young, middle and older Noah's and Allie's look like they are very talented. Yeah. And very I also diverse like and very see, different. Yeah. 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 Very different. It's very cool. Yeah. I think this is going to be a big show this year. So I agree. Yeah. Time will tell on how it actually is. But True. Yes, and we're celebrating a big anniversary this week this as week. well. Rachel, yes. tell them about it. It's the 20th anniversary of a Wicked. Wicked. Boom. Exactly. Got to do the boom. You can't not have the boom. But I will tell you that literally my entire TikToks recently have all been about the Wicked 20th anniversary. Um, or just about Wicked in general and people who are taking apart Wicked in the sense of like mm-hmm. reminding us how amazing the show is. And I think yeah. part of this is because I also just saw the show and my my phone knows that. But um, we, there was one where it was talking just about why and how the times when Glinda belts or when she sings the lower and when and if she ever sings the lower harmony and just like things yeah. that you're like, wow, this is actually when you pull all these things apart, you're like, wow. Stephen Schwartz knew what was happening. Oh, for sure. I mean, definitely maybe one of the most influential musicals in the past 25 years. Like, yeah. 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 Kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Not a best musical winner. And we will talk about that one day. Wild. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But the playbills for the 20th anniversary day, have you seen them? No. Oh, one of them has Alphaba and one of them has Glinda on them, and they say 20th anniversary. It, they're Aww. really cool. They're really cool. That's we'll post amazing. them on our social media, repost them. That's so cool. Um, photos of the company national tour. Exciting. I hope I get to see. It's coming. It's not coming me. here right now. It's coming near me in March, I believe. <sighs> so I'm hoping so nice. that I will get to see it. But I hope you see it. Yeah. yeah. I love company and it would be my second Sondheim show at the Kennedy Center in the past year so that would be wonderful and then I'm so glad you put this in because I didn't tell Rachel to put this in but first look at the live action Snow White with Rachel Zegler and the dwarfs and then the announcement of the delay of the movie yeah yeah, in the delay. This was wild. I think I was at work when this came and I was on a break and I saw this photo and I was like, what the actual heck is this? And I just want to again read you two of the comments on the Broadway just, World comments. We love Broadway yeah, World comments. That's true. For this not reason. a sponsor, but we love They're not a sponsor, comments. but they should be. Yeah, the Broadway yeah, World comments section should yeah. be a sponsor. We do. We actually take a lot from you, Broadway World. So if you want to be a sponsor. <laughs> Um, one of them says, respectfully, what the hell am I looking at? <laughs> <laughs> respectfully. And the other one says, this one just kills me. It says, the sun coming through the window is nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they said. Like, that's oh my nice. gosh. That's all they, they it's like, that's the only nice thing they had to say. Because I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but there was that backlash from Peter Dinklage we- about like, dwarfs being in the movie and how how he's like made a whole or excuse me little people um being in the movie and how he's like made such a uh what's the word i'm looking for um a like stride in casting for little Mm -hmm. people 
and how he, how he's done so much with like Game of Thrones and a bunch of other things for the community and now like they're making this and he was and cuz apparently they asked him to be in the movie and he turned it down and now I guess they were like well if it's if they're all CGI then I guess it's fine but I don't know I just find this very interesting. I hadn't heard all about that. I was too busy hearing about the Rachel Zegler backlash when she basically smack talked Snow White um, and Disney, which and then everyone decided that that was a bad thing. And I'm like, well, maybe maybe she has a point, guys. Like maybe there's something here. But anyway, I find it very interesting. And um, this movie is reminiscent of Cats. (laughs) Yeah, that's valid. I'm glad that they decided to delay the movie in hopes that maybe some things will change. Well, again, the the SAG strike is causing lots of delays, so there's that. Yeah. But um, we'll see how long that continues, of course. Um, Last but not least, we do want to talk about the passing away of Matthew Perry, who, as of recording this, passed away last night, I believe. Yeah, and um, we found out about it then. Yeah, that's true. He's 54 years old, which is so young. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, best known for playing Chandler on Friends, but made his West End debut in 2003 as Danny and David Mamet's play Sexual Perversity. And he also premiered his play The End of Longing in the West End in 2016 before, before transferring... Um, off-Broadway to the MCC Theater. So we just wanted to represent him and we want to give our condolences to his family as well. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. I was just... Uh, Super sad. as a tragic yeah. accident. It's just really yeah. sad also. Yeah, yeah. sure. So, well, on that note, <laughs> Rachel... That, super happy now. We're going to transition to Nepo, baby. Yes, we're going to transition to Nepo, baby. We're having... Mm-hmm. Um, we're having pizza this week. That's what we're having. That's oh, pizza. Pizza, pizza. I what love was the appetizer to pizza? Oh, a deep dish. I love deep dish pizza. I've never pizza. had deep dish pizza. I really? Think. I mean, maybe once, but I don't remember it if we did. It Sorry, is so mom and good. dad. Yeah. <laughs> I had it in Chicago and waited. It takes that's like when it would have that's when we would have right. had it, and I don't right. remember if we did or not. It took it takes like 45 minutes to cook. And we sat and they were like, the restaurant was like, we do recommend getting an appetizer. And I was like, this, you just want us to spend more money. (laughs) But then you were like, we have to sit here and wait 45 minutes. So yeah, we got a nice caprese, like tomato and mozzarella something. Oh, cute. Yeah. But here we are for our main course. We're talking about it. The Nepo baby. Just Nepo one. baby, just yeah. really, yeah. just one in particular. That Gerber um, baby. Did you guys know that's a Nepo baby? <laughs> How hilarious that would be! It's like I don't know. I feel like we need a Time magazine piece where it's like, where is the Gerber baby now? And then it has I, like all the people I mean, who were the Gerber baby and just all that would be. Yeah, Hi. I need oh gosh, a. I scared I, me. The cat scared me. Sorry. Speaking she of last week's me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your time to shine anymore it's true it's true um i think well i have two thoughts i have i have lots of thoughts but i have two thoughts right now (laughs) (laughs) that's what i wanted to say 
Um, I did look up in research for this episode um, a whole People magazine article, which we can link in our show notes if you guys want to look at it, of like a whole basically like family tree lineage of like every Nepo baby ever. Like in Hollywood or ever? Yeah, it's it's like all Nepo babies. So it's like Hollywood and there's some Broadway people in there too. Oh, Um, that's fun. Mostly Hollywood people, but... um, it's extensive and and then there's like a little section at the end about like are these nebo babies and like one of them's like charlie chaplin and Mm. i guess i don't know my second thought is isn't this the perfect where this is releasing a day before halloween isn't this the perfect episode for halloween (laughs) nebo babies (laughs) are scary no because the whole the whole idea of having understanding how many Nepo babies there are is actually the Twilight Zone, and it's very scary. Whoa. Whoa. Nepo, nepotism is just a rotating loop of the Twilight Zone, <laughs> is what we're saying. Or I just think, like, Nepo babies are just dressing up, like, the, the concept of Halloween is, like, you dress up and you, like, become a different person, but a Nepo baby is, like... They're just like constantly living in the spotlight of their parent and they're just trying to dress up in something and get away from <laughs> their true self. <laughs> just like Halloween. I don't know. I was just trying to relate it. <laughs> like Halloween. He's like, how can I possibly get here? This show is just closer. Theater Nerds is just getting closer and closer to just talking about like generational trauma. And as we talked about last week on cats and that's systematic exactly, problems, exactly, yeah, we're really yeah. close. <laughs> Soon this will be um, an apolitical, but also a yeah. maybe it's going to be like a therapy podcast. We're just going to turn into the daily. We are coming to you <laughs> every week, every day. We're going to have a new episode. Oh my goodness. But so only funny. if you subscribe to us on Patreon. Patreon perks right. coming soon. <laughs> Patreon merch coming soon. We won't have a Patreon, but we'll have a Patreon merch. <laughs> First. We will have things that yeah. say join the theater nerd cult or something like that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, I think Nepo Baby, I feel like it's kind of a new-ish term. Yeah. In the past, like, maybe 10 years. But what are your overall thoughts? I mean, especially when I was like, Maybe this is something we should talk about. Uh, I mean, at, I stole this from another podcast, too, because they talked about Nepo Babies. But um, what what were your initial thoughts when I was when I was like, what about Nepo Babies? Like, what are your thoughts about Nepo Babies? Do you have opinions? Yeah. Let's hear them. So, well, one, in preparation for this podcast, I was like, where does Nepo Baby, when did we start using that? Because in my yeah. cat, in my language, we didn't start using Nepo Babies as like a thing. I feel like, except for like the last three, four, six months, like within right. this, this calendar year. And so I looked it up and not that we're trusting a Guardian uh, article that I read, <laughs> but Love it did talk about how there was this one tweet and then a tick, then a series of TikToks, obviously. Right. That had blown up after you a Euphoria star that we found out, quote unquote, found out um, who their parents were, and it became this whole thing. And then we started talking about nepo babies instead of just right. talking about nepotism babies. Obviously, nepo short for nepotism. Now, I I want to say like the idea of nepotism in Hollywood and in life in general and in 
politics and in the American culture has has been has existed since civilization began, right. basically. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if you are probably a little bit older than us, um, but still within the millennial type age bracket, you will recall that People Magazine almost every month had one at, le- at least one like expose about nepotism within Hollywood. And I mean like right. a lot of expose, you know how People Magazine is. Um right. but it would say like did not you a sponsor know? again, People Magazine. Yeah, yeah. We just want to um put that but, out there. Yeah, yeah. But you know, like it would be like um I'm just gonna make up someone. Sarah Bareilles, who's definitely not a Hollywood star, so it doesn't matter, or a celebrity. But it'd be like Sarah Bareilles. Well they're celebrity, parents. but they're not a Nepo baby. Yeah, yeah, but you know what I mean. I'm just giving an example, a crazy example. Did you know that the secret to Sarah Bareilles' success is her grandfather, who was so and so? You know, like, and that's what it would be like. And the head leader of all the Hollywood studios, right? Right, right. right. So I, I think, which is not true, but I think that this idea of being fascinated by where nepotism is happening in the industry is not new. I do no. want to say that this generation plus TikTok has, I think, changed the feeling of why we're talking about Nepo babies. Because before it was like, oh, that makes sense why this young person is so prevalent. I'll give you a, an actual example. Emma Roberts, Julia Roberts' niece. Right. right. Obviously, it makes sense why she maybe got some, you know, acting calls. And then she... You know, she now she's in the industry, and that's what's happening. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Spring breakers. Would she have gotten unfabulous? Addie, she played Addie from Unfabulous. I, would she have been that? I don't know. Right. <sighs> anyway, oh, um, Emma Roberts isn't in Spring Breakers. I thought she was. Never mind. Keep going. Um, but yeah, I think that now the fast the fascination comes with kind of a critique lens of saying like is it will we always forever live in a society where people who are famous will beget people who are famous and we'll never have a majority of people break into the acting role i would say that a lot of this relates to acting celebrities like hollywood celebrities right this Mm -hmm. is a big issue in the uk though and obviously this is a big issue within politics but we're not talking about nepo babies within that Aspect. No. So when we think about Nepo babies, I think immediately about Hollywood. And then I am when in the context of theater, immediately think of the one, the only Nepo baby, Ben Platt. Right. Yes. As soon as we were going to talk about this, because Ben Platt is maybe the quintessential. I actually think there's two quintessential like theater Nepo babies. And I will mention the other one in a second. I think the other kind of conversation that the internet has been having, I do want to say, Rachel is correct as I'm looking at the Nepo baby Wikipedia page. It says the term became popular in 2022. (laughs) It has a a Wikipedia page? Yes, yes, I'm reading it right now. Uh, I don't know who wrote it, but maybe maybe Maude Apatow wrote it. The term became popular in 2022 on X in, in parentheses then Twitter. Oh, well, um, 
at us on threads. No, no longer on Twitter. I mean, I guess we're still on Twitter, but we no longer put stuff I on. I don't post on there. So. Yeah, yeah. When a user tweeted about Maud Apatow, daughter of director Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann, starring in the TV show Euphoria, this led to right. the term Nepo Baby turning on TikToks. As users pointed out, numerous other celebrity nepotism babies. So babies. I think, yeah, the term gained further popularity after a New York magazine published article published a list of Nepo babies and called 2022 the year, in quotes, the year of the Nepo baby, end quote. Um, I do think the conversation also has turned into well, should these people have got? Should this person have gotten this role if there, if there are other more, more talented or just more like, you know, people that someone that hasn't people that haven't hasn't seen this person, artists, performers, um, but this person got the role because of their name rather than maybe they should have gotten the role, and I think that's become a big conversation around the whole nepo baby thing of like well they just got the role because they're related to so and so and that's kind of again been a conversation for a long time but i think it's it's even i mean i even think about like jamie lee curtis who is a nepo baby and very proud to be a nepo baby she's flaunting it all over x and twitter and instagram like she won the Oscar last year for everything everywhere all at once. And she talked about in one of her speeches for one of the awards she went to about being a Nepo baby. And and I think even in her Oscar speech, but like people talked about like, would she have gotten the momentum and won if she wasn't a Nepo baby? Like, would she have gotten all of like, if she, if her parents hadn't been so famous within the industry, she's also had a very long career for herself she's made a name for herself outside of her parents name but still right. i think it's very interesting that like even that conversation kind of gained like oh she won this very you know highbrow award but she also is uh, you know connected to the nepotism baby definition as well so it's, just, it's yeah. a very interesting conversation to kind of see and it'll be interesting to see like where it will go and how it'll change the entertainment industry at large, which includes, of course, the theater industry. But Right. I think the real question is around, around are we carefully examining the actual ways in which the system only allows nepotism to be the way in which you get connections and get success? And are we examining and fully putting in stock the weight of someone's actual talent and experience, not just who their name is? But I once again want to say we're humans. And so who you are and who you know is almost the same thing. Mm. Um, And then my third thing I want to share, and we will probably have to bleep out some names, but nepotism happened in our local theater, children's theater production company, I believe. Right? Yeah. So um, how Taylor Taylor and I did stuff at the theater company that we were both a part of, your parents would help participate in like a committee related to one of like one of Mm -hmm. the aspects of the show, like souvenirs or props or sets or whatever. I'm sure there were nine bajillion others, room people, you know, people who did Concessions, whatever. Concessions. There's just so many. And um. You know, some people whose parents had talent at sets 
or props were potentially more likely to be cast in a show because their parent would help with those things Mm -hmm. than if their parent wasn't good at that. Also, if you had nine brothers and sisters or 11 or 12, I'm trying to think of one where it's not a real example. um, And one of them was extremely talented, but you knew that they probably all needed to be cast together in order to make that person be able to come to the show and like work Mm -hmm. that in their schedule and their parents be able to do that. You might cast more than one of that family member in order Mm -hmm. to allow for the other person to be cast. Right. Mm -hmm. And I will say, um, money is a part of that too. If you are a donor to a, if you know that your parents are giving thousands of dollars or hundreds of dollars to any kind of community theater, Mm -hmm. I mean, people know that and they're more Mm -hmm. likely to at least listen to you or observe you differently than if you were not, if that was not the case. I'm not trying to say that talent never plays a role in casting or never played a role in casting (laughs) when we Mm. were kids. Obviously Mm. it did. Mm. But I can remember a few times where I was like, I really think that that person got that role because of their family. And Mm. there might have been someone else who deserved that role um, more or Mm. should have been considered even more than that role. Because there's sometimes things are precast in people's minds because right. it is community theater. People do know people. And if you think that the Broadway world isn't like that, that's also not true. Like right. Broadway people know Broadway people. Sometimes mm-hmm. things are precast, not always. But in the director's mind, you know, if they've had relationships with this person and it's not like an open casting call, it's possible that they're going to be yeah. considered more than other people. And people cast things as, like, they're just human. So, like, they're going to do what they know. They're going to do what they know. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Rachel, I I mean, maybe uh, someone that also hosts this podcast with you should have gotten some roles over. (laughs) Or maybe you also should have gotten some roles over. You know, we're not harping on things that happened 10 years ago. I'm not even – I was thinking of examples that didn't even have to do with the two of us that I just felt like someone else should have been cast in that role. And – what is challenging? Oh no! I just always want to bring up roles we should have gotten. That's oh, we a hundred. There's a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm going to my we grave name, knowing that I should. That. Yeah. <laughs> but I, what is hard then, right? What is challenging about nepotism mm-hmm. and nepo babies is now that they're in, right? Now that they're in, and once they get their first hint of success once they get their first mm-hmm. dip mm-hmm. in the pool, and maybe it's okay, or maybe it's actually mm-hmm. good their trajectory of even more success seems more exponential or fast tracked than someone else who has like a relatively good or similar rating to them when they first Mm -hmm. enter the industry. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, I mean, a lot of people are questioning specifically one of our favorite Nepo babies on here, Ben Platt about, about that. Yeah. Big question about Ben Platt, big question mark over him. Um, I do, yeah, that's a great point. I do want to add too, like, and this may be super obvious, but this happens in other factors too. Like mm-hmm. if there's like a, you know, sports uh, yeah, football coach who the dad and their son is on the team and they're the quarter and they're going to, you of know, course. they're like, they had it like that happens too. Like, or if like, you know, also in like a public school theater setting, the mom used oh to be the star of the theater. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, or like the mom's the director or something like this or the musical director or whatever. Like it happens all in other spaces as well. So yeah, um, yeah nepotism everywhere. 
we look and everywhere that's, you look, I think maybe that's house. what that's yeah. yeah everywhere you look yeah, yeah, yeah that's I think why why maybe TikTok has like really why this generation is looking at it more of a lens right. of skepticism right. through the entire system versus right did that person deserve well, that mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. I mean we can talk well let's just quickly transition and talk about Ben Platt who yeah we've mm-hmm. already great I was gonna guys. yeah so yeah Ben Platt is one of the big do you want to talk about his parents i mean maybe the biggest broadway nepo baby right now um i'm i'm gonna argue there's two big broadway nepo babies and it's ben platt and it's also liza minnelli Minnelli. those are the two yeah um thank you for agreeing with me um (laughs) ben platt though uh, father son of uh mark platt producer of um many broadway and uh, Hollywood films and TV and stuff. Um, but he has produced one of the biggest hits on Broadway in the last 20 years, of course, Wicked. Um, but also he produced, um, if then he produced the band's visit, he produced a strange loop and he's going to produce a La La Land musical, which will Ben Platt be in that? Who knows? Um, so lots of things that, um, the Oh Hello play on Broadway with Nick Kroll and John Mulaney, which is really fun. So he's, he's a very well-known producer within the industry at capital I at large, but also the Broadway industry. Um, and Ben Platt is a Tony nominated, Tony winner, Tony nominated actor. And, um, is now very well known within the theater space, but also, you know, singing space and, and also uh, film space and TV space. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. And theater camp. Yes, of course. And I do think, I don't know. He's such an interesting case because I do think there is an aspect of him, like really trying to separate himself to try and really win over p- audiences without him being attached to his father. Um, but then also, you know, people are still criticizing him for being Mark Platt's father. So I don't know. It's very interesting. Well, uh, and, you know, he has a, at least one sibling, but one sibling who's in mm-hmm. the, in- the theater industry as well, Jonah. Right. And mm-hmm. um yes, I think he has like six siblings. And Jonah like though has been in some things in LA and also was on a national tour, I believe, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. But um I I mean I think that that shows to me that you have to also have talent in order to break right. through. Mm-hmm. Um that just because someone's in the industry that might be the door open, but that's not the way that you you might not be carried depending on who your parents are, carried mm-hmm. all the way through. Um, without any kind of talent, I will say access to talent and the ability to gain more talent happens when you have more money and more access to the people who are going to help you learn how to be better mm-hmm. at singing. You know, when I don't know what Ben Platt was like off screen prior to Pitch Perfect, but his right. trajectory of growing his acting and singing and performance skills is just been incredible. And that doesn't just happen because he's teaching himself, right? Like there are people who are teaching him 
and helping him learn and grow and become fully who he is and learning in different mm-hmm. experiences. But also he mm-hmm. is very talented. Right. Yeah. We so, are big fans of him on this show. Yeah, so. I'm big fans, big yeah. fans. So, yeah. but I think mm-hmm. uh, I forgot what my original question was about Ben Platt. But I, I do think that, unfortunately, unlike who we said before, Liza Minnelli, I think unfortunately because of social media, because that we're inundated with information and able to access so much information about people and where they are mm-hmm. and what they're doing and everything that they've said ever or thought ever, which is right. terrifying. Um that people criticize him in a way that critique is of course welcome and needed in a lot of ways related to nepotism and whether he, you know, whether other people should also be considered, but I don't think that that should be personal to him. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. he didn't choose who his parents were. Right. So well, none of these people did. That's no, the, that's I, the I biggest mean, thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. right. Like we, uh, how can we yeah. criticize him himself? Right. We should be criticizing right. why this is happening or even like, yeah. like, you know, the producers or other people who might've made it happen. Ben was not over here. Like, well, I'm never going to do theater because, because my dad was a part of it, but I really like it, but I'm never going to do it because that's wrong. Like that's right. silly. That would, we, that's not fair right. either. He also so, has many siblings that aren't in the entertainment space of course, of course, and yeah. probably are are benefiting from their dad's yes, job exactly. as well. So there's like different things. It is but, interesting. But like ben Nelly, it's not like we yeah. shamed her because her mother right. was Judy Garland. Right. Well, I do think, yeah, Ben Platt's like this general, like he is like a modern generation, like I think if Liza Minnelli was the same age as Ben Platt, you think he Platt is right the Liza now, Minnelli of yeah, this yeah. generation? Ben Platt is Liza Minnelli. If if Liza Minnelli during Cabaret had been had had social media, like what would have happened? Yeah, like, people yeah. Have no, I agree. Right. right. I mean, TikTok? I understand. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. so talented, but yeah. It's interesting because Ben Platt's first like performance professionally was the Music Man at the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> And there's no, I mean, he went, he probably went to like an open casting call, but I mean, that was like two years before Wicked had happened, but it's just crazy. Like he was, he, he had been doing these, you know, very large opportunities and then he did Carolina Change on a national tour. He did Camelot at the, at the Hollywood Bowl. He did the Sound of Music at the Hollywood Bowl, like there's all these opportunities that he's doing that may not necessarily be because of his father, but he, at least he knows those opportunities because of his, his, what his dad is doing within the industry. Um, But I do think it's interesting because he, I think what's interesting about the Broadway community versus Hollywood Mm -hmm. is that you do have to work very hard to be on Broadway. Like you you just, they will not, Yes, you cannot fake it through. You can have um, better access to things if you have yeah. people who are in power and have money, but you like you just mm-hmm. people the ah uh, how do I articulate this? Audiences are a big shareholder in Broadway in a way mm-hmm. that they are not necessarily always in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if Ben and, was terrible at singing and acting on stage, there would be no we, we how where would right, we put him in the right, core? Right, right. I mean, barely. Yeah. 
But I do think because there was the, when Darren Hanson and, and oh, we're good to Darren Hanson the movie in a second. But when Darren Hanson was going around, he had this story um, where he talked about how he auditioned for Dogfight with Pesek and Paul, mm-hmm. and how they said like you know he was great. Maybe he they they told him like he was a little too young, but like it just wasn't the right fit for like Dogfight wasn't the right fit for him. And that, you know, if they have something in the future, maybe they'll reach back out to him. And, of course, they ended up having something in the future, which was David Hansen. And they came back to him. And he was like, when they said that, he he says, I'll find in some interview and we'll put it in the show notes. But he says, like, oh, I felt like that was just something people said, like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll find something for you later on. But then they ended up having something for him, of course. So I think that's interesting. Even, like, in that instance, like, they probably knew he was Mark Platt's son when he auditioned for dogfight, but they weren't like, Oh yeah, we're going to, they, they decided to give him something that they knew he would be better at rather than just giving him dogfight because he was Mark Platt's son. I find that very interesting and very fascinating. And also the fact that he gets like his, one of his big breaks is the work of Mormon, which he leaves college, his college for to go do in Chicago. And that elder Cunningham was very specifically like a Josh Gad, like, type like they they were i think i feel like it's so easy to be like well we'll just find someone that looks like josh gad mm-hmm. and sounds, sounds like josh gad yeah, yeah yeah but having a ben platt in that show and and he talks he i've heard him say like yeah we were it was very much like they were he was making it his own and and that's really cool too right so very different. I think the whole nepotism thing, which is kind of crazy too, where it comes with Ben Platt, I feel like people were kind of talking about it with him in the musical, in the stage version of Darren Hinson, but especially way more when the movie came out because yes, Ben yes. Platt's father produced yes the movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is this yeah. is when I this is my caveat of yeah okay. So, yes, obviously Ben Platt, very talented on the stage. Love would see him, would sell my soul kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then you have a movie, musical, about a musical that is about a teenager where Ben originated the role. So I'm giving credit to that. So I understand why you would want him to play the role. But he is now (laughs) a lot older different more mature has his voice also the way he's acted Mm -hmm. the way he carries himself is different yeah um from the role that he was in for so long and they still chose to go with him now Mm -hmm. did they cast other people who were within ben's age range yes for his uh, like opposite role so it wasn't Mm -hmm. like a weird like I don't know. I can't think of a good example, but it wasn't like Ben was 50 years old and the person he's playing, right. playing across from mm-hmm. is actually. Well, it wasn't Glee. Like some of them were. Yes. It wasn't some of Glee. them were 20 and some of them were like 35. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so they look similar. None of them look like high schoolers, if you're asking me. No. Like, yeah, this is when I think the Ben Platt discussion really came to be. Yes. And then it has continued in my mind mm-hmm. from that movie into mm-hmm. theater camp. And um, talking about whether Ben would have been able to even produce the show and star in it if he wasn't Mark Platt's son. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, a fair question, but also like he's, Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah. And then, of course, because, but I think, I don't know if Dear Evan Hansen would have gotten made without Mark Platt producing it, the movie. That's the I'm thing. just thinking, I think, could we have done someone else? I, right, I right. Not that I don't, uh, the movie actually is way better than I thought it was going to be. And I got over yeah. Ben Platt's terrible hair very quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. I, I think it is better than people were saying. I, I mean, I would have loved, I honestly would have loved to see the other the other uh evans in it i'm just trying to think which one i ben don't know ross or 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 noah galvin or i think no who is after or that? andrew barthelman andrew barthelman yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah i think that that would have mm-hmm. been so good right and but yeah. like also still someone who isn't a part of some of the original you know replacements Right. Well, I mean, we'll talk about the movie someday, but I think as I've, I've told this to Rachel off mic before, but the fact that you have Ben Platt, Tony winner from the, from the musical in the movie, but you don't have Rachel Bay Jones in the movie who also won a Tony that not in the movie, maybe she wasn't available, but like not in the movie is, is really does not help the nepotism argument is that like, He's he the is only the only original right. cast member. Right. Yeah. And I think it would have helped his case more if she was in it. Or but. even if other, even if it was Mike or someone, right. literally yeah. anyone else. Yeah. Well, Mike was busy doing what Side Story with Steven Spielberg. So. I'm just saying, like, even and if getting ready to have a threesome with Zendaya. So God, I cannot wait for when does that movie come out? <laughs> April, I think now. I know it's, it's so too far away. away. <laughs> Everyone's gonna forget about it and then be no, like, "No, oh, it's ingrained somebody. in my mind." Every time I hear that song, I'm like, oh, "The tennis, the tennis." <laughs> gonna watch that. Oh man. Anyway, oh, man. okay. So now we talked at nauseum about Ben Platt. We briefly mentioned Liza Minnelli. So Liza Minnelli, famously the daughter of the wonderful and crazy right. Judy Garland. Right. Yeah. I don't think there's as much weirdness about this nepotism here because again a different generation too i also different generation also they're both women i'm not trying to fully gender this but i do think that that relates to it like there's this uh, of course she's in show business her mother was kind of weird Mm -hmm. thing that feels more acceptable i don't know why okay yeah let's let's talk about other people taylor are you ready to talk Mm -hmm. about other people oh yeah you start Yes, I have many Wikipedia pages open to talk oh. about the many. Um, well, alongside Ben Platt, I think we also can talk about his best friend, of course, Beanie Feldstein, um, who <laughs> I feel like is like Nepo Baby adjacent because, first of all, uh, well, her brother is Jonah Hill, if people don't yeah. know that, um, older brother. And I do think it's kind of adjacent because her last name isn't being, it's not Beanie Hill. It's not like people. And I feel like people kind of forget that. Um, but I do think growing up around the same, you know, in a, in LA and in the same industry and like probably have, you know, having the older brother that became very um, well-known within the, at a young age. I mean, Jonah mm-hmm. Hill was pretty young when he, became famous also i'm reading here their older brother maroon five's manager jordan feldstein but died suddenly of a blood clot in 2017 oh my oh gosh God. 
Well, and and her dad was uh, the manager for Guns N' Roses. Right. Yeah. The tour tour manager. So talk about nepotism there. Guns N' Roses manager and then Maroon 5 manager. Right. Um, But it is interesting to think, like, would she have gotten... I mean, I think she is an interesting case because she probably did work very hard to get in Hello, Dolly. And then, obviously, we know the funny girl. The funny girl stuff, which is insane. Um, so that's just an interesting, of course, having two Ben Platt and Beanie Feldstein being best friends. That's very interesting. Um, of course, we talked about Maude Apatow um, yes. earlier within the discussion. But, of course, she is daughter of Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann. Um, she, in February to April of this year, started in Little Shop of Horrors. As Audrey. Yes. Um, which I would have, it would have just, it just would have been so interesting to see her in that. Because um, she's young. She's only 25. Um, so that's a very in- interesting role for such a younger actress. Um, uh, and then currently um, playing Sally Bowles in Cabaret at the Playhouse Theater. In- very interesting. Yes. Again, a young, like... That uh, well, I guess like how old was Liza Minnelli when she played Sally Bowles? I don't even know. I don't know. But, but very interesting, very heavy role to play at 25. So yeah, um, yeah. I also want to talk about the Gyllenhaal siblings, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal. Um, their parents were in the industry, screenwriters and um, directors. Um, they're they are the children of Naomi Gyllenhaal and Stephen Gyllenhaal. And both of them have done lots of theater. I mean, I think a lot of them know them, of course, from film and television. Hollywood. Oh, yeah, you mean Taylor Hollywood. or Taylor Swift, right? Or Taylor Swift. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Where's is Travis Travis Kelsey gonna do Broadway now? I don't know. Is he still um, in the picture? Have we heard this week? I don't know. I mean they were at SNL last week together. Oh. Or two Must weeks ago, whenever that was. You didn't see the pictures of them in SNL? I don't really follow. Uh... Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, Maggie Gyllenhaal hasn't done anything on Broadway since 2014. Um, but she was in Closer at Berkeley Repertory Theater, Homebody slash Kabul at Brooklyn Academy of Music. And then she did Uncle Vanya Classic Stage Company and Three Sisters at the Classic Stage Company. And then The Real Thing at the American Airlines Theater on Broadway. So that's wow. super cool. I know. And then Jake Gyllenhaal in 2002 did This Is Our Youth at the Garrick Theater in the West End. Um, and then has done some off-Broadway stuff. If there isn't, if there is, I haven't found it yet. And then did Constellations in 2014-2015 at the Samuel J. Friedman Theater on Broadway. But then he showed off his musical chops, speaking of Little Shop of Horrors, at New York City Center and did Little Shop of Horrors playing Seymour. Um <laughs> Which would be, Amazing. I think, if they did ever make a movie version, he would be a great Seymour. I'm just saying. 
Hmm. Another movie version. There was that movie uh, version that was going around that Taron Edgerton was going to be. Uh, <gasps> Shut yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Taron Edgerton. This was like all ready to go. It was going to be like Taron Edgerton and then Scarlett Johansson as Audrey. Uh. She has a great voice, though. I don't know if you've ever heard her sing, but she's great. And then Billy Porter as. Seen, oh as my gosh. Man. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh. And it was like all ready to go, but then like, and then they backed, and then I think COVID happened, and then like, the financing fell through, and then yeah. So this is like one of those like dead projects that I don't know if it'll ever happen, but kind of crazy. Because I'd love to see him as Seymour. Well, then he came back and did uh, another New York City Center. This is Jake Gyllenhaal we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're back back again. We're back. Um, Back to him. Is George Thoreau and Sunday in the Park with George. And I feel like that was like a big turning point for him where people were like, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, oh, wow. He is like a musical, per- like George Sorrell is like a huge, like theater, massive role within the community. Mandy Patinkin. Um, yeah. You. Mandy Patinkin. Is Jake Gyllenhaal this generation's Mandy Patinkin? I don't know. No one. We, we no. still have Mandy Patinkin. Yeah. He's still our Mandy yeah. Patinkin. You're right. You're right. Rachel's. Other sexual awakening besides Rum Tum Tugger. It's not true, but <laughs> I do love him so much. Yeah. I want to see a, a young Mandy Patinkin in Spring Awakening. That's all I'm saying. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, there is that really great video, which maybe we'll put in our show notes, of Jake Gyllenhaal singing, um, is it Finishing the Hat in, uh, in the theater? On the Zoom? Of... Oh, no. No, no, no. Uh, like, pre-Broadway like they were in rehearsal still or something but he's like walking around the theater the the Hudson Theater on Broadway where it was on Broadway and I haven't seen um, this video I don't oh it's it. so good and he's singing oh. one of the songs and it's so good of course he did that with Annalie Ashford and it was amazing and I would have loved to see it but I love listening to this that soundtrack I love listening to so good um and then he did Seawall slash A Life in 2019 yes. Also at the Hudson Theater. Very funny. Wow. Um, and then apparently he's going to do Sunday in the Park with George in the West End at the Savoy Theater. It says TBA. So, really? Um, wow. Apparently he's going to go play him again. So very Bradley Cooper and the Elephant Man doing it in the West End and then coming to Broadway. But the opposite. Um, so the Hall siblings very um, have a very interesting Broadway Nepo baby life. Yeah. Um, this next person, <laughs> so funny. First of all, uh, well, this next person, Jane Fonda, I just wanted to shout oh out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, first of all, I didn't realize she's 85 years old. I did not realize that. Oh, did I'm, you think she was? I thought she was like 70. I don't know. <gasps> what? She looks so great for 85. She does look so I'm good. I'm going to put that out there. Yeah. Um, but Jane Fonda, daughter of um, Henry Fonda and Francis Ford Seymour. And she made her Broadway debut in 1960, and there was a little girl, and she received a Tony nomination for that, That's which so was crazy. insane. But she didn't return back to Broadway for like 30 more years, or maybe even longer than that. She returned in 2009 is when she next went to Broadway, <laughs> when uh, in a play called 33 Variations, it also had another Nepo baby in it. Colin oh. Hanks, son uh, of Tom Hanks. 
Yes. So we got two Nebo babies within the same show. Um, but she also earned a Tony nomination for um, Best Actress in a Play for that as well. So very exciting. Another Nepo baby. The other one I wanted to talk about is Rumor Willis, who oh. debuted in Chicago in 2015 as Roxy Hart. Rumor Willis, of course, daughter of Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. She famous. So I feel weird. Like, of course, I know. So weird. Like one of the weirdest relationships. Pairings of people. Also, um, we do want to give condolences to Bruce Willis and his whole family right now because he's going through um, like a dementia diagnosis. Yeah, frontal temporal Mm -hmm. dementia. So want to give our condolences to them. But also, yeah, such a weird pairing of Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. And then Demi Moore went on to Aston Kutcher after that. Very strange. There's so many questions. I have so many questions. But Rumor Willis won season 20 of Dancing with the Stars and then went on to play Roxy Hart in Chicago. I feel like it was a trajectory that just kept going. Um, I I remember when Rumor Willis was announced for Chicago. Like, I think people were like, oh, this is the next move. (laughs) Sometimes that's how I feel with Chicago. I'm like, really? Oh, for sure. I think Chicago is maybe like the Nepo baby show. Like it is. Yeah. Roxy Hart, you either are extremely talented or you're a celebrity. There's no in between. Again, I think I've talked about how I listened to Lin Manuel Miranda on a podcast once and he said he because he has a bunch of friends in Chicago Mm -hmm. and that they're always like there's like the good actor and singer that comes in, and there's like the celebrity, and then there's the who, why why is this happening? Like people that have been there for like years <laughs> and years and years. Happening? Like people in the ensemble and things like that. But you know, so funny. But then they're they're legit. Apparently, they le- people legitimately said that. Um, what's her name? Wow, why am I forgetting the Pamela Anderson? When Pamela Anderson was in it, that apparently mm-hmm. she was like really great. Like really apparently, good. yeah, that's what I yeah. heard. I did hear that. Um, briefly want to talk about these two and then Rachel, if you have any more, we can talk okay. about yes, Bryce Dallas it. Howard, daughter of Ron Howard. Um, and Cheryl Alley is mostly a screen actress, but she did do a Broadway play Tartuffy Tartuffy in 2003 at the American yeah. Airlines Theater. Um, cool. she's a great actress. I really love and a great director right now. I'm hoping she will do more directing in her future. Um, And then most recently on Broadway, 2022 last season in the piano lesson, this is John David Washington, son of Denzel Washington and Mm -hmm. um, Pauletta Pearson. So yeah, I'm excited. And apparently they're going to do the movie version of it as well with John David Washington and Samuel Jackson. Oh, really? All of that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's super. I think it, I hope he does more Broadway because he's a great actor. So those are all my Nebo babies. Those that are your I Nebo babies. Played. I know there's okay. A lot. I have a few. Yeah, there's so many guys. There were the the internet. It holds wonders, and there was not enough time to decide how many we were gonna do. But one I will I will share is Jordan Roth. So mm. Jordan, most known as you know in. He they oversee five, I believe, theaters now on Broadway. Yeah. Um, 
And their parents, uh, Daryl Roth and Stephen Roth. Stephen Roth is a billionaire uh, real estate no, developer. developer. Right. And uh, Daryl Roth is a theater producer. And so through that, plus uh, Jordan's own experiences in high school, led them to where, exactly where they are mm-hmm. today, where right. you can oversee five Broadway theaters. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Talk about the business of Broadway. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great um, addition to our Nepo Baby discussion. Yeah, I yeah. that they were one of the people I thought of originally. Mm-hmm. Um, another well, they person did, they did produce um, after graduating, returned to New York in 1999. He produced the Donkey Show, the interactive Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh my gosh. That's yeah, amazing. That we talked about in our playback. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Thought that was Jordan. No, great. That's amazing. Well, so um, Savannah Wise, uh, whom we might, Taylor, know from the television show Smash, also was in um, the touring ro- roles, I think, for Young Cosette, uh, or in the original Broadway production, actually, mm-hmm. as Young Cosette. Yeah. Um, and then also had some other roles within Ragtime and Rock of Ages. Um, but uh, her father... Um, is the dancer and actor Scott Wise, who we mm-hmm. one might know um, for other things in theater as well pr- prior. Um, he earned a Tony Award. Um, he was in Cats. For Jerome, and he was in Cats, yes. For Jerome Robbins' yeah. Broadway. Mm. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. Wow. There you go. Random, kind of not as big known Nepo baby. Yeah. And then the one I really want to talk about that's not actually theater related, but it's it's not not and I can't I can't um can't pass up a moment to talk about this person because I I'm obsessed with them. So their parents, uh, their dad, uh, was is and was a journalist, um, specifically for the Associated Press in Paris and also a lot of oh, other this. Uh, journalistic things that were happening during the time but his mom very important uh, danced at the Lincoln Center with the New York City Ballet and then went on to perform in Broadway musicals like Fiddler on the Roof and Hello Dolly so very important she is a show business woman and Mm. they gave birth to this crazy beautiful person who will now be our new Wonka? And that's right. This is Timothy Shaw. Yes, yes. I was wondering if we'd get to him. Yes. I had to say it because mm-hmm. I was like, it's kind of yeah. tangentially related. Like they mm-hmm. obviously neither of them were. This is what I find interesting. Neither of them were like full actors, like the way that mm-hmm. he is. But they right. both obviously he has a sister who's also in the industry. But they both led him in very interesting ways to o- mm-hmm. opening the door for acting. Also, he did go to school for that. So that, that helps yeah. too. And he did a play. Little Timmy Tim. Yeah. He did um the prodigal son. He did a yes. play and there's clips of him all over the internet. And we'll, we'll post some. They're great. I would there love for him to go. Of him to all Broadway. over the internet for so many reasons. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The peach. His, is all and himself. I will say that his uncle was a part of, um, directing or filming some hit tv show episodes mm-hmm. like dawson's creek and the oc and gilmore mm-hmm. girls um i didn't so know I that. Think that that added yeah that added too i gotta look that up stuff. 
love that. Uh, Rodman Flender is the name mm. of his uncle. Love that. Love yeah. That. I want to, as we wrap up our Nepo Baby discussion, yes. let's talk about a future possible Nepo Baby. Um, Neil Patrick Harris kids, are they going to be? Are Wait, have gonna, you seen that? Like, uh, they yeah. have like a um, GQ quiz or whatever. Have you seen mm-hmm. him and his husband I don't do think that? I have. Oh gosh, it's so funny. I'll ha- we'll have to link it below in the show notes. I just I just saw because they just posted they just turned like thirteen, so like we maybe have like you know five more years until they'll they're maybe in the industry, um if they don't you know. I don't know. I just think that would that would be interesting. Maybe we'll see them on Broadway someday. I would love that. And yes, of course yeah. they will be a Nepo baby. Yeah, yeah, they take a couple's quiz. It's so I have to send it to you. It's so funny. That's great. I love that. <sighs> Neil Patrick Harris yeah. and David Bertuk. <sighs> yeah, love them. Well, Nepo babies, they're here to stay and um we'll we'll just keep talking about Ben Platt really forever. <laughs> And Ben Platt and Noah ben Galvin, and Noah Galvin when be. they have yeah. children, yeah, that yeah. quintessential, yeah. the Nepo ultimate baby. Nepo baby, the, they the will... penultimate yeah. Nepo baby. Yeah, yeah. All right, Rachel, let's talk about our character of the week, number ninety. Well, number ni- 90 characters, guys. That's, That's right. a lot of characters. Well, sometimes we've been more in one, but <laughs> That's true. Yeah, or sometimes we're the Wells Fargo wagon, so it's not even a character at all. Or dare I say, the most important character. You know, it just really depends on perspective. Uh, That musical made me. (laughs) Well, this is the segment of the show where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we are feeling like for this week. So we think about how have we been feeling? What have we been up to? What are our vibes? And then we scour the theater universe to find someone who has similar thoughts, feelings, and vibes or situations as us. Um, Yeah. The theater multiverse. You got to scour it. Got to scour it. Yeah. Yeah. To come up with a new person every time. That's right. That's right. We would also love to hear your thoughts on all of this buzz that happened this week. So much buzz this week about the notebook casting, about Snow White live action. Who knows what's going to happen with that. Um, but Rachel and I will be there first day it opens. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And for and, the rowdy viewings, if we have any true, of those. True. And of course, um, your thoughts on Nepo Babies and your character of the week. So comment on our social media pages. Tell us who you are this week and you may get a shout out on a future episode. Rachel, who is your character this week? This week, um, I'm feeling very Enneagram 8, which is how I feel mm. almost all the time. Right. Yes. Um, as an Enneagram 8. Uh, yeah. But I'm especially... Um, go back to our Enneagram episode. I can't. I think it was like episode 6. I don't know. I can't even remember. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I am just feeling like just very challenging today, you know, or, mm. or this week. There, eight, Enneagram 8s, for those of you, of you who don't know, um, are often trying to actually find like a solution or find peace mm-hmm. and like find homeostasis essentially but they often do this by challenging authority and challenging the things that are getting in the way of what they think homeostasis looks like right. um, and we're just not afraid to approach that head on and so not I afraid just, like Eminem <laughs> no <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I'm not afraid. I just wanted to put that out there. Okay, sorry. Keep going. <laughs> I can't. Um. Anyway, so this week I'm just feeling like I'm ready. I'm ready to face it. I don't care what's happening. I don't care if pe- who's holding me down. No one's holding me down. And that reminds me of someone we're celebrating this week. Um, as she has come into our universe for 20 years. That's crazy. That's that actually crazy. So, so crazy. I know. I know. We um, were seven when that premiered. I just actually can't thinking about that. Uh, and she has been my Enneagram 8 star for my entire life, mm. uh, whether I knew it or not. And that's Alphaba. Alphaba. Alfie. Alfie. Rachel's going to paint herself green. I am. I have been painted green by someone yeah. who I wish listens to this podcast and um, shout out to you if you're listening. I was painted green for a uh, high uh, high school for a middle school version of um, "Loathing." What is that? What is this feeling? Song. The song. What is this feeling? Uh, and yeah, fully painted green. Love this. That's Did amazing. it middle school? It happened. There are photos. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. There are fo- always photos, and we'll put those on our social media, of course. <laughs> do we need to do that? Yes, of course we do. Always. Swipe right. Swipe right. right. So, Taylor, who are you this week as you are here double dadding? But yes, double dadding, as I said at the beginning of the episode, dadding to the podcast listeners and to my actual son. So, this week, I'm very, it has been a very long week. I'm very tired. I had, oh, he's making some noises. Let me jiggle him a little bit. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. Okay. Oh. I like how you say jiggle and not rock him. You know. Get jiggle with him. Oh. <laughs> okay. Cannot the right, the right <laughs> use of that. Um. So yes, it's been a very long week, and because of that, I've chosen a character who basically relives the same day over and over again. And by basically, I mean he literally does in the musical. And that's kind of what this week has felt like a little bit, just reliving the same formula and waking up in the middle of the night over and over again because I'm double dadding. And that's right. I am Phil Connors from Groundhog Day. Andy Carl himself. Andy Carl himself. Bless be. Yeah, that's when his little alarm goes off. Honestly, Not the Kevin Spacey version from the Tony no. Awards. Oh, yeah, not that. Yeah. Honestly, though, such a good musical. I mean, not amazing, mm-hmm. but pretty good. Under, yeah. uh, Not fully underrated. But, yeah, like, there's some bops in I there. I mean, Tim Minchin, who did Matilda, so. Yeah. yeah. They're just, it, yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Well, if you guys would like to join in on our discussion, check us out at theaternerpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and threads at theaternerpod and on Facebook at Theater Nerd Podcast. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>